The call to worship is from Psalm 18. And I like the way David begins this. I love you, O Lord, my strength. David was a man after God's own heart. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. We call out to the Lord because he's good, and he's always there for us. Well, what I admire most about God is that God is a life giver. And it amazes me to look at at how much God gives life. I want to start us by just reading from the Genesis 2 account. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And that's the first Adam. He breathed into his nostrils. He became a living being. He formed him from the dust of the ground and made a man. That's how we came about. Then the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, jumping forward a few thousand years, the Apostle Paul says, So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. And, of course, he's referring to Jesus Christ. So that here's this perpetuation of what God did when he breathed life into Adam. We're here because the biological life cycle was started when he did that. And, And God's a life giver. That has been happening for thousands of years maybe as many as 10,000 years, somewhere from, I'm told, six to 10,000 years, unless you go to a science class, then it's billions and billions of years. But that God started that. He breathed life. He's a life giver. But then Jesus consummated God's ultimate desire, which was to be a life-giving spirit. And we see this begin in his ministry. Uh, in uh, Luke 7, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and he sees a funeral procession. And he sees a widow going to bury her only son. And it says his heart went out to her. And he went to the buyer and he touched it and said, get up, young man. And he gave her back to his mother. This, this life-giving spirit, he gave life. He breathed life back into that biological body. There's no indication of eternal life being given at that moment. But he, he continued his father's pattern of being a life giver. And then the little girl, Jairus' daughter had died. And he went to the home, and he knelt down beside her, and he said with a simple word, little girl, get up. And she rose from the dead, a life giver. He's a life giver. We see that perpetuated. And then Lazarus, he goes to Lazarus' tomb, and he shouts after grieving with the family, he shouts out, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came out of the tomb, a life giver. Jesus perpetuated that as a life giver. But then, to fulfill what Paul talked about, he became a life-giving spirit. Note that in any of those situations, he didn't rebuke the little girl for being dead before he raised her to life. He didn't rebuke Lazarus for being dead. He raised him. He didn't rebuke the young man who had died. He raised him. God didn't rebuke Adam for being dead. 
He gave him life. God's a life giver. We need to see that. What a gracious, powerful life giver God is. In Ephesians 2, this comes to us. In Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, the Apostle Paul says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's the eternal life that we have. All who believe in him have. And that's the ultimate life-giving experience to have eternal life and share it with Jesus Christ. Jesus is a life giver. I admire that. I admire my God. If you're struggling in a relationship, if you're struggling at work, if you're struggling with finances, if you're struggling with anything, Jesus is a life giver. Take that Take that to him. Take that to the life giver. Take that situation to the life giver and ask him to touch it. Maybe more importantly, bring him to the situation. If it's a relationship, bring all that is of Christ to that relationship. Bring Christ to your job. Bring Christ. He's a life giver. He rejoices. It's his nature to give life. He'd love to help. So ask.